Praise the Lord, I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and I'm just excited to be studying the Word of God. We are studying the book of Romans. This is our second session. Uh, chapter 1, we'll be in verse 2 today. I want to encourage you to go to uh, my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and, and uh, avail yourself to the teaching that's there and the other teachings that are there. And uh, you'll find lots of ministry there, lots of sermons that uh, are gospel related. All that we preach is the gospel of Jesus Christ. All that we preach is the Word of God as it relates to Christ. And we'll see why in this uh, second uh, part of our Romans teaching uh, today. Uh, we started last week, of course, Romans chapter 1, part 1. Uh, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. We talked about that a little bit last week. Paul admits and confesses, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. I'm, he's my master, and, and uh, so I've got a master. Paul says, I've got a, a purpose and I've got a mission. The purpose is that he is to be an apostle. His purpose for his master... Jesus Christ is that he would be an apostle and his mission would be that he was set apart unto the gospel. And watch this, it is called the gospel of God. The gospel of God, my friend, is the same thing as the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news of God is that He gave His Son for us. The good news of Jesus Christ uh, is that He came and obeyed fully and even unto death, the death of the cross for all of the sins of humanity. And uh, when, when we have before us the Word of God, we have the very life being offered to us that we need by the Lord. I'm not talking about a breath in our, our, our lungs in this life here only. I'm talking about the most important life, the eternal life. That is forever. It never ends. I'm, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, all human beings are going to exist eternally. We're, we're made in God's image. We're eternal beings, body, soul, and spirit. So whether we're eternally being damned in a place called hell or we're either eternally living with God forever and ever. Hallelujah. It's, it's up to us. So, and the only place we can learn of these things is the Word of God. Not Grandma, not Uncle Joe, not what people think sitting around on a job putting their opinions out there. But what does God really say? You'd be amazed at what you'll learn when you get in the Word of God instead of just uh, hearing bits and pieces here and there and throwing your little bits and pieces in. Get in the Word of God, study the Word of God, and you will find that the Lord is, a, is an absolutely fabulous, marvelous, loving, heavenly Father that created us to have a relationship with us. And that's only going to happen by us through faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, His Son. So, verse 2 tells us, which He had promised before by His prophets in the Holy Scriptures. This means that the gospel of God is what God had promised all throughout the Old Testament. The gospel of God. The good news of what God would do for me. And we see that first, first off in Genesis chapter 3, I believe it's verse 15, where Adam and Eve had fallen into sin. We died. 
when they died. We sinned when they sinned because we were in them. They are our earthly parents and that's why Jesus taught you must be born again. You got to get out of the Adams family and you got to get into the family of Christ and that's through faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. His death there for you and what that provided. Forgiveness for your sins. A righteous standing before God. Justified, sanctified, redeemed, giving us the wisdom of God to live and to find victory every day through faith in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So all the prophets wrote about that. I want to give you an example, an illustration rather today of the way that I believe the Lord gave me this sometime back and, and it is reality. It is the way it is so you just have to accept it. All through the ages that God has dealt with man, He's only been able to deal with sinful man in that he laid the answer as the cornerstone, as the foundation of all that he would do with man, for man, through man, by man. Anything dealing with God and man, God has to do it through the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, his Son. Everything that he's ever spoken about in the Old Covenant and the New, the Old Covenant we're speaking of now, he wrote before by the prophets. is the scripture we're reading, which he had promised. These are promises before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. And what he's talking about is the gospel of God, the good news, how the promise of God would come, how the promises of God would be fulfilled one day in Jesus Christ, his son, through what he would do for us at Calvary. And so God, before he created the earth and the people that would be on it, he laid the cornerstone. Hallelujah. He laid the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, as the Lamb of God being slain from the foundation of the world so that God could deal with humanity all through the ages. And from the time that we sinned in the Garden of Eden, I know we like to say Adam and Eve, and they were there physically in their bodies and did it, but God sees it as our representative man. Our earthly daddy through which him and Eve, all of humanity would be born. That's why we're born sinners because Adam and Eve became sinners and all their children are born sinners and you need to know that. We were in the garden in Adam when he sinned. Amen. And then God would rush in with his Fat, his mercy and grace that's beyond comprehension, comprehension. And God would run into that garden and give the promise of the seed of the woman, Jesus Christ. He didn't say Jesus Christ, the seed of the woman. Women don't have seed, but this one would, hallelujah. This one would have Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Lamb of God within her womb. Jesus would come and take away the sins of humanity through their faith in Him. And He gave that promise to Adam and Eve in the garden right there, found them in their sin, separated from God, and He gave them the promise that would be fulfilled through the sacrifice. And from that day forward, God began to build and enlarge that revelation until one day Jesus stood on this earth going to Calvary's cross, fulfilling that law, turning the light on bright so all could see. He himself declared he was the light. 
And through him, the scriptures become our light, as we'll see more clearly here in just a few moments in the Word of God. But I want to give this illustration. Let's pretend this is the cross and, and, and God, this back here is the Old Testament. Everything God ever did and said was through Jesus Christ and what He do, would do at Calvary. Remember, all God's dealings with His people would be based on what they did with this promise. The coming seed of the woman, that sacrifice that would come one day and crush the head of the devil and remove our sins as far as the east is from the west. So everything God did, God said and did, always went through the cross, the revelation of that promise, that's why everything in the Old Testament are only types and shadows and temporary things. Even when the believers died in the Old Testament, they would have to go to a place uh, called paradise, uh, Abraham's bosom, and be temporarily held there until that day that came where Jesus literally died on the cross. Uh, the veil was ripped from top to bottom. Jesus went into the, the lower regions. He went to paradise in Ephesians chapter 4. says that he went and he led captivity captive unto himself and brought them out. In the book of Matthew says that they were resurrected and walked back into Jerusalem. Wow, can we imagine that, that the saints of old resurrected from the dead, walked into Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So there's already been one rapture because they went into Jerusalem and at some point after that, they were taken to be with the Lord in heaven. Praise be to God. So the point I want to make is this with this illustration. Once Jesus Christ came and died on Calvary's cross, the light now shines into the old covenant revealing Christ. Revealing Christ. Jesus, remember, said the scriptures are about Him. And we're going to look at some of those scriptures. I want you to know, until you and I see... Let me put it this way, a better way. Until you and I place our faith in Jesus and what He did at Calvary... The scriptures will be nothing more than a sword to slay and kill us. And we'll see that in the Word today. We will see that, what I just said in the Word today. Until we place our faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary, the Word of God will slay us. If we're using it for any other means than to see Jesus, a greater revelation of Jesus, which is all we really need think about the Apostle Paul that wrote most of the new, a lot of the New Testament anyway. At the end, nearing the end of his ministry, the end of his life, with the great revelation of the cross being used of God greatly, his greatest desire still at that time was just that I may know him. That I may know him. A greater revelation of Jesus means a greater a light to walk in, a greater understanding of God. And let me tell you, the more you understand your God, the more you're going to love him, the more you're going to trust him, and the more you're going to be willing to be used by him, which is your mission in this life as a child of God, is to represent him here. And we can only do that now, right now. We can represent Him only to the degree that our faith is in what He did to represent us on the cross to our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I want to share some scriptures with you to go along with this. You see, you pull scriptures in from everywhere not to build your cherry pie, 
Not to build your thoughts and opinions, but to see Jesus revealed. Hallelujah. Scriptures are about Him. We'll see that right now. Watch this in John 5. John chapter 5 Verses 37 through 40, we're going to see something very powerful that I pray you would just receive it today. No matter what you have to let go of, and if you're walking with Jesus, there are going to be many times that you've got to let go of many things that you've held dear to that He's going to reveal to you truth that's going to cause you to understand what you've been holding onto the Word of God has not been in truth. The Holy Spirit's going to reveal truth and then you're going to have to let go of some things. Because if you don't, and you keep holding the Word of God in an unrighteous manner after He shows and reveals the truth to you, that wrath from heaven is going to be revealed against you. And that's Romans 1.18. Watch this now. In John 5.37-40, through 40, Jesus speaking here, teaching. And the Father Himself which has sent me has borne witness of me. He tells them something that they're not going to like. You've neither heard His voice at any time nor seen His shape. And you have not His word abiding in you. For whom He has sent Him, you believe not. So you've got to believe Jesus to have the word of God abiding in you. Did you see that? The only way you can believe Jesus is if your faith is in what He did at Calvary. Watch this now. This is powerful. Verse 39. This is John chapter 5. Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. Christians know the book, the Scriptures, the Bible has life if we can find the life. But remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no life in God's Word outside of Christ. Watch this now. Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Remember, we're talking about the Scriptures that Paul said he's set apart unto the gospel of God uh, 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 according to the Scriptures that he gave to the prophets. Watch this. Search the Scriptures, for in them... You think you have eternal life. That's right. And they are they which testify of me. And you will not come to me that you might have life. Never forget, my friend, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Spirit of truth comes, He's going to reveal truth to you. The Word of God as it is in truth so that He can effectually work that in you. Can we please take a second, turn over to 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1. I want us to see this with our eyeballs today, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. It, it, and by the way, it is important you know what God's Word says. Don't think for a moment that God's just going to function and do in your life what needs to be done. He only does what needs to be done by your faith in the sacrifice. He proved that because He didn't save you till you put your faith there. And he, found, he saw that was the only faith that works, that faith that works by the love He loved you with and gave Himself for you, and He saved you when you put your faith there. And He'll keep on saving. It's called sanctification if you keep your faith there. Watch this. He doesn't work outside of truth. Psalms 33, 4 says, For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done 
in truth. Watch this now, 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13. For this cause we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God which you heard of us, you did not receive it as the word of men but as it is in truth. That means as it relates to Christ. Remember Paul has already showed us he don't focus on anything but Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. So watch this. Paul says we're thanking God for you without ceasing because when you receive the word of God from us you did not receive it as it is from men but as it is in truth. Watch this. The word of God which effectually works also in you that believe. See, it's one thing to just quote a scripture and learn how to say it and to tell somebody what the Bible says, but to understand it as it is in truth, which is how it relates to Jesus. Jesus said the scriptures are about him. Is a whole different story. And the scriptures, let's make sure we're on the same page here. The scriptures are Genesis through Revelation. The New Testament scriptures still have to refer to Jesus before they can be applied to us. The Holy Spirit is trying to reveal Jesus to us in the scriptures for only in Christ do we have life. The experience of life. Not just a testimony that I'm, I've got eternal life and that's something after I die. No, I have eternal life now because Christ lives in me. And He is my eternal life. He is my abundant life. Last night after worship service, we went home, my son Andrew, he said, Dad, you know, God promising us everlasting life and abundant life is not just a house and not just something for later, but it's Christ. He's our life. And, 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 and when, when He's promised life and life abundantly, He's promised that I'll know Christ, I'll live forever, yes, eternally, but I'll know Christ and I will walk in a place where I continually grow in my revelation of Him, the brightness of who He is. He is the brightness of God's glory, the express image of his person. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that. And so for us to have abundant experience, we have abundant life, but the experience of that is a growing revelation of Jesus. That's why Paul at the end of his life and having been given the revelation of the cross and serving the Lord, becoming a servant, allowing Jesus to be his master to give him his purpose. Not the world looking for my purpose and the world looking to my master for my purpose and my mission. At the end of his service, nearing the end of his life and ministry, he would say that I may know him. We read that and we say, well, my goodness, what's he talking about? He knew him as good as anybody in that day. But Paul knew there was more. Do you know there's more, my friend? Do you know you're to be growing in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? I, I myself walked at one time as a child of God in a place where I might not have said it, but it was in the back of my mind keeping me from moving on, thinking, well, I know he died from me. I know he was buried and raised from the dead on the third day. I believe that. I know he healed the sick. I, I know he's coming back. What more is there? My friend, there's a lot more. There's what he's attempting to do in your life to change you into his image 
image that can only happen by faith in the cross and it does not just work by himself. He, you and I need to read the book of Galatians and see as the Galatian church had removed themselves from Christ. They had fallen from grace. Galatians 1 and 6 Galatians 5, 1 through 4, having removed themselves from him. Not that he forsook them or left them. He promised he never would. But we can remove ourselves from him. They did. We can too. We can fall from grace. They did. We can too. When we fall from grace, we fall from the place where we can be affected, where we can no longer be experiencing this life that we have surely received of Christ. And we have. But the experience of that is a whole different story. And, and we need, you know, when I give those reference scriptures in Galatians 1 and Galatians 5, Christians, their mouths drop, their eyes get wide because all we've really ever focused on is that, oh, He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. But we never even heard those scriptures in Galatians that we can remove ourselves from the place where He profits and affects us. Remember, He effectually performs that truth in us, that liberating truth that we're believing by faith in what He did at Calvary. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus says, You search the Scriptures, in them you say, You think you have life, but they are they which testify of Me. But you won't come to Me, He said, that you may have life. See, the Bible, without the revelation of Jesus is a sword and a letter that will kill you, kill relationships, kill churches, kill and separate, cause so much division. Not a godly division, an ungodly division, because many years we've used God's Word as a letter that kills instead of uh, the Spirit that gives life, which only gives life through the truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 3, 6 says this, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The Spirit gives life as the Spirit is able to reveal truth to you. See, it's through truth Jesus said we'd be made free from death, the dominion of sin. We'd be made free from that separation from God. We'd be brought right into His presence to, to live and dwell and, and, and have our very movement in Him and Him dwelling in us. But, but as I've already stated, we can remove ourselves from the very experience, from the, from the shepherd who could lead us into the path of righteousness and experience this abundant life of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'll read a couple more scriptures to you. In Luke 24, 44 through 46, we're talking about God revealing Christ in the scriptures. Uh, all through the scriptures, God just built upon the revelation of Jesus to those who had their faith in that promise. Others would just turn away and go, go out and do what they wanted and they lived a lot of times in a way that the church lives today. They Ezekiel said this as a message from God to the people of that day. He said, the same day you've gone out and sacrificed your children to false God, the same day you come to worship in my temple. Like there's no separation, there's no difference. That's where the church is today, my friend, because they don't understand the cross. They don't understand, they're not discerning the Lord's body and what took place at Calvary. 
I'm not talking about sitting around and imagining a bloody corpse. I'm talking about what he provided for them there that day. So much that we don't need to be involved in uh, 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 confessing the word of... Nothing wrong with confessing the word of God until you start an entire denomination and false cult of people. A false cult with people filing in saying the power is now me speaking the word of God. No, my faith now is moved from the cross to the words I speak. And even if it's the word of God, that's still witchcraft. If that is what your faith is in. Nothing wrong with memorizing and quoting scripture. We should do that. Anything we put our faith in, the promise keepers put their faith in the accountability program. When I, 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 I'm i in sin, I need to call my buddy and us talk our way out of it. You can make it. You can do it. No, that's me putting my faith in him instead of faith in the cross. The, the cult of Catholicism and praying to Mary that was a sinner just like we were. The Bible says that about Mary. Where does it say that, preacher? It says it in Romans chapter 3. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It doesn't say excluding Mary. We don't confess our sins to a priest, to a pope who has no power to forgive and is not the mediator between God and man. But Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary is the mediation between God and man. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's very subtle thing, deceptive, deceitful thing. And the heart can be drawn into that. God said through the prophet Jeremiah, the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. We can have moved our faith from the cross, yet while we say our faith is in the cross and not even realize it, they did it in the Old Testament. And if they did it, we can do it. Praise God. Watch this now. Luke 24, 44 through 46. You've got to get this today. You've got to get this. This is so critical that you know that all the understanding of God's Word will come through and only through the revelation of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Watch this as Jesus speaks again to these two disciples on the road to Emmaus after He's been resurrected from the dead. And He said unto them, These are the words which I spoke unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms, concerning me. That's not talking about just the certain things that were spoken in concerning me. The Bible is the written word of God. Jesus is the living word of God. The word of God is truth. Jesus said, thy word is true and therefore from Genesis to Revelation it must pass through Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary for our faith to be in the word of God in truth for the effectual working of that truth into our lives. Watch this. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them. Watch this now. What he speaks to them now opens their understanding of the scriptures and this is what he said in Luke 24 and 46. Thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Did you see that? The revelation of Genesis through Revelation, the understanding of the Word of God comes only through the sacrifice. And I do not mean just because we got saved and now the revelation just flows like a river. No, we must maintain our faith there in the cross. The the, the government of twelve gives us different objects of faith. The word of faith gives us a different object of faith. 
The cross of Christ stands alone and stands against all the works of man. It is either our faith in the cross alone, allowing the Holy Spirit now, who only works in the truth, hallelujah, that we're believing, and His works are now considered our works. What He's working in and through us become our works. Outside of that, they're just our works. Jesus said, you can do nothing without me. We need to understand what that means. Without our faith in the sacrifice of Christ, the Holy Spirit is not able to work through us. You need to understand. You need to understand. When you come to grips with that, then you'll be able to move on. But that, my friend, takes an honest heart who will just have to believe God's Word and let everything else go, no matter how close they were to that preacher, how close they are to grandma and mom and dad or husband, and rightfully so. But you've got to let go of false doctrine if you're going to move on. You've got to let go. When God shows up with the truth, you've got to let go of what you've been holding on to, even if it's the Word of God, you now see that you've been holding on to the Word of God outside of truth, just like the Pharisees were. Did you see that? Outside, they were holding the Word of God, but outside of truth. And they wouldn't come to Christ. They wouldn't accept Christ and without accepting Christ and maintaining that daily cross that Jesus taught. If you're going to come after Him, you've got to deny yourself, not of sugar in your tea, not of a pillow on your bed, but whatever will hinder you from taking up your cross, keeping your faith in the cross Jesus died on for you to be able to follow Him. The Scriptures are powerful. John 1.45, as I close today, Philip found Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Did you see that? Those who are looking for Jesus, the Holy Spirit's going to reveal Him in the Scriptures as the liberating truth, that promise, the gospel of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ revealed to us. And that is what we're going to study in the book of Romans. Praise God. I'm glad you've tuned in. I pray that you would avail yourself to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson, 316. Many sermons are uploaded there and these teachings are there as well. I pray that you not only uh, find these on social media, but you would share these on social media so that your relatives, co-workers, friends, whoever could learn the Word of God in truth so that the Holy Spirit could work that truth into their hearts and lives effectively. Hallelujah. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next week again concerning the book of Romans.